Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. So I have said in the past that often I feel like we are creating this talk together. And people will say afterwards, oh, that was just what I was thinking, or that's what I needed to hear. And I believe it's because we're energetically connected. We, we really are one. And this talk today was a little bit like that, only more explicit, because Eric and Lava actually said, wait a minute, all this oneness stuff, I don't, I don't know that I want to sign up for this. What about those folks, <laughs> the ones that are really hard to see yourself as one with? And we all have them, right? They're maybe in our family, they're certainly in our political landscape, they're, some of them are our neighbors, some of them are at work with us. They are people who do not behave according to the rules for life that we personally have set down. I, I'm sh pretty sure I'm not the only one with a few rules for, for it. And so when we see people behaving in ways that we do not approve of, that break our rules of the essential way that one should be in the world, then it's very hard to look at those people and say, well, I'm one with them. You know, I, I could see myself as maybe I'm one with somebody who hates, but I can't see myself as one with somebody who tortures. That's just like, I would never do that. And yet, when I was a kid, I did some things to my younger siblings that were at least in that family. You know, they weren't, they weren't terrible things. I wasn't taking them to Guantanamo Bay or anything like that, but, but I was doing things that were mean sometimes. And so, so when we look at people, there, there are actually are three levels for thinking about oneness, but one of them is looking at people and thinking of it like homeopathy, you know, where that's the hair of a dog that bit you kind of thing with healing. And so you look at the behavior that's out there that you really can't tolerate yourself. Um, and you ask yourself, is there some place in me, maybe in the past, and I grew beyond that, or currently, where I exhibit something of that behavior, remembering that it's a continuum. You don't have to be the worst of it to be on the continuum. And so it's really a humbling question to ask ourselves about that. When we, we listen to that song about the, um, feeling what it's like to be the one who is hated, maybe some of us have had experiences of being hated by someone, but we've all had experiences of hating. Think to yourself, have you ever said, I wish I could just wipe that out. I call it the nuclear option. You know, somebody's behavior or, you know, even a person. I mean, literally, we wouldn't drop a bomb on a person, no matter how awful they were. But, but in our minds, we just want to get rid of it. We do that towards ourselves. We have aspects of ourselves that we don't like whether it's the 10 extra pounds or that habit that we can't seem to break or 
um, you know, the way that our mind works. We all have aspects of ourselves that we do not like. And given the opportunity, we would take the nuclear option and we would just get rid of that because we hate that about ourselves or we hate that about others. So we all know what that's like. We know what it's like to be the man behind blue eyes. We know what it's like to be the one who is creating that hardship for the man behind blue eyes. We all know that. We need to take a look because we are here to be compassion in action. And compassion means feeling with. So when you think about there, there is love and there is fear. So when you look out there and you see what you do not like, ask yourself, what is at the root of that behavior, whether it's my behavior or your behavior? What is at the root of it? And if it doesn't feel good, then it's probably not behavior that is flowing from the heart. It's not love in action. And if it's not love in action, there's only one other alternative. It's fear. I'm afraid that I am not lovable. I am afraid that I am not loved. This is actually A or B. I feel loved. I feel myself as love expressing. Or I'm afraid that I am not lovable and I am not loved. I'm not loving. If we know that at the basis of this is fear, the Course in Miracles says everything is just a cry for love if it's not actually love. So if we know that, then it becomes a little bit easier to identify as one with the people who are doing the things that we do not approve of because we have all known what it's like to feel afraid that we are not lovable, right? Every single one of us has felt judgment. Every one of us has felt that we're not good enough. If we realize that, then we can find that common thread with the other person. We realize that we are here to grow to grow in our recognition of the love that we are. And so for many of us, hopefully for the majority of us who are watching this, we have had a spiritual practice for a while and we have the belief that we are, we are love expressing. But we had to take steps to get to that belief. Most of us, did not grow up always, always knowing that is truth. And so experiences that we had that were difficult experiences for us were challenges. And as we met those challenges, we found more and more of the love in our hearts. 
another way to think about oneness is to think about it on a more cosmic scale. We are the one creative force of love. There, there is no other. That's our first principle in unity. There is only one. We're it. We're all it. It's just one. And so if we know that, then to say this person over here who's doing something that we don't like or being a way that we don't like, they're still part of that. They are not maybe in touch with it, but that doesn't change who they are on the essence plane. The essence plane and the behavior plane are not the same. Nobody, when we talk about oneness, we're not saying that you have to like or approve of someone's behavior. That is not what that means. It doesn't mean that you have to resonate with them and, and be BFFs. It doesn't mean that. <laughs> it just means that we have to acknowledge the oneness of all, that we're in the field of mystery here. We don't fully understand why people act the way they do, except that we have that clue that there's love and there's fear. So we know that fear is at the root of it. And we know that love is the medicine. So there's the one creative element. There's that recognizing that we're on the same continuum with those that we don't approve of. And the third part of it is recognizing that as humanity, we are one organism. So if you think about your body, which is clearly an organism, you have a knee, and you have a gallbladder, and you have hair. And those three are very dissimilar, aren't they? They really, they don't have much to do with each other except that they provide something helpful to the organism and they are made of cells. But otherwise, they are completely different in position in the body, in function in the body. They would not be friends in that sense because they, they're not alike. And yet, each one of those is essential. All we need to do is lose one or have pain in one, and suddenly we realize how critical that was. Even things like toes, sometimes people, maybe because of diabetes or something else, will have a, a toe cut off. And you think, oh, my pinky toe, you know, it's, it's no big deal, it's so tiny. But talk to somebody who has tried walking without a pinky toe. It's not so easy. We discovered that even the smallest parts of our body have an essential function. So the same is true when we, which we are, evolving to the point where we think of ourselves not just as a singular organism, but as one organism called humanity, then those who are not like us, who are as distinct from us and our way of being or our way of appearing as knee to gallbladder, 
we can assume that they also have a function, a function that is essential. What about if they are expressing in a way that we don't like? Can that really be essential? What if it is? It may be that we require some kind of balance of those that are shut off and those that are growing. I don't have the answer to that, but I know that there are no extra parts in any organism. All is essential. And so, if we know that, then we begin to have grace. We begin to make room for those who seem to be other. Maybe they are our challengers so that we can rise to the challenge and become more of who we came here to be. If we say that I am not one with someone else, we are in essence saying there is a part of me that is unacceptable and I will get rid of it given the opportunity. And that is foolhardy. We will come to regret that. So what my encouragement would be to all of us, and this is practice. We, we are going to spend, for most of us, most of our days getting to practice this because there will always be people showing up in our lives that challenge us on our idea of oneness. But the more we practice, the more that we say to ourselves, one organism, humanity, one people, one cosmic truth, one like me, you have this challenge just like me. The more that we do that, the more we open a portal for love and grace. And that is what our world is hungry for. Namaste. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man.
it's like to feel these feelings like I do and I blame you no one bites back as hard on their anger none of my pain and woe can show through but my dreams the art is empty as my conscience seems to be I have hours only lonely my love is vengeance that's never free clenches crack it open before I use it and lose my cool or when a smile tell me some bad news before I laugh and act like a fool and if I swallow anything evil stick your finger down my throat and if I shiver please give me a blanket warm let you wear your coat no one knows what it's like to be the bad to be the sad man behind 